Is there a pound coin in here? Remember football? Mind that. Remember the days of what it used to be like? Remember the days of that buzz for putting on that first line at the bookies to drinking that first pint and wondering how could it all go wrong? For walking up to the stands and absorbing the atmosphere to shouting abuse to the fans, to the players, even your own. For the half-time pie to a queue for a calling nish. For the freezing cold to the wango laugh that bookies line coming in. For the three-hour bus journeys to the never-going home. Aye, remember football now? When there was actual crowd noise at the games and fans weren't they on the roofs of Morrison's or on cherry pickers looking at the game. Remember there weren't they any alternatives. You just had football at its finest. Well, this isn't it. This is more like the tragic disappointment of being on your way to the game and it's been snowed off. Good evening and welcome to the Armchair Pundits. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Armchair Pundits. Today we'll be introducing ourselves, giving our opinions on the league table and how we'll all end up in May. We'll also be talking about some eccentric hairstyles in the Scottish game of past and present, so hope you enjoy that. Um, a small disclaimer before we go any further in the podcast, it will contain some adult language, so thanks for bearing with us. Um, I think that's all the formalities done. I would say, aye, all ah. the bone stuff out of the way, ah, aye. Out of the way, no worries. So we'll go right in there. I'm Lester Lindsay, and we're joined by my good friend, Hammy Hamilton. Um, so, Hammy, what team do you support? Going straight into it. It doesn't matter what team I support, so we'll just move swiftly by that one. We'll no find out what team you support? No, I don't, I don't think it matters, mate, to be quite honest with you. So we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Right, okay, and why do you think it doesn't matter? Uh, I think we'll lose half our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So, we're just now finding out what team you support on a Scottish football podcast. Right, okay, maybe I'm being a bit unfair there, so what I will say is it's one half of the old firm, <laughs> right? and I'm officially a season ticket holder at this half of the old firm, but I'm not going to reveal which one it is. All right, long time season ticket holder? Uh, no, just this year. Just this year you got <laughs> aye, it? Just aye. this season, I Got it for the show. Just this season, I'm not actually allowed in the ground. No, no. Just, aye, just so that I could say that the show, <laughs> that's how I bought it. Fair enough, mate. What about yourself, you? Me? Aye, I'm acting as if I don't know, but... Ah, well, I'll tell you anyway. I'm a Hamilton fan. I've been a Hamilton fan for pretty much as long as I can remember. (laughs) Very good. Um, I've not got a lot of good memories. We've got a few, but not a lot. Um, How did you get into football? Not the traditional route, because my dad's not really into football. He's made into, like, motorbikes and stuff like that. (laughs) MotoGP. Aye, so... (laughs) Valentino Rossi. (laughs) So, a few of my uncles... They're Airdrie fans, so they took me a few Airdrie games and stuff like that when I was younger. Probably right. put me off of football, if anything. <laughs> I can imagine. In fact, they did put me off of football. I remember <laughs> going to the games and going, this is shit, I don't want to go home. <laughs> but, no, actually a funny story that I remember. 
it was 2005, 2006 era. Whoever Jason Scotland was playing with at the time. Eh, uh, who would that have been? Dundee United, maybe St. Johnson, one of them. Aye. Anyway, so Airdrie played either Dundee United or St. Johnson at a game of football. Mm-hmm. And this much is true about the story. I'm just about to tell the ball went out for a throw-in. Exciting. And Jason Scotland took the throw-in right in front of me. Uh-huh. Right? So I've went home, mon da, how was the game, wee hammy. Uh, <laughs> and I've just actually spouted this pure power I pitched to them. So... Ball went out for a throw-in. I've started doing keepy-uppies. Done a wee overhead kick back to Jason Scotland. I mean, Jason Scotland never even looked at me. Oh, that's you know, never I looked happened. at him because yep. I was like, oh my God, there's Jason Scotland. <laughs> and that says a lot about the game because he right. was probably the biggest name in that game. So I've just spouted this pure power of pish and I think that's kind of relevant for this podcast. Uh, it's what they expect, isn't it? Uh, so I was kind of made for it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, no, but the actual story... Mm-hmm. About how I get an A1, half of the old firm, no reveal much one. My wee mate down the road, Tony Lowe, my mom tells this story, because I was probably into like, fixing TVs and motorbikes and whatever my dad was getting me to do, so, probably. Uh, but he's came in wearing one of these tops for Glasgow, and he's let me try it on, and before I knew it, because his family were right into one of these half of the old firm, <laughs> we offered it. No, 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 honestly, it's fine. So, because he's done that, and then I've been in the game. I think just the contrast for going to Broomfield on a Saturday to going to this big fancy football stadium in Scotland in Glasgow, uh-huh. it's just been like it made me appreciate football that wee bit more. Uh, it's more a spectacle isn't it, when you go to the big venues. What about you? How do you get into football? How do I get into football? Um, also, it's not a typical route. Um, I suppose it's somewhat typical, but I'll. It's difficult. So I grew up with my mum uh, and my brother. My dad was a Motherwell fan, and so was my granddad, so I was a Motherwell fan by proxy. I never really went to games, I went to a couple. I remember seeing like some folk like James McFadden and that when he was young, but um, was never really that into it. Moved in with my stepdad, he was a Hamilton fan, um, as well as my stepbrother. They started going to games, um, and I remember just getting right into it at that point, going to more games and getting into the game of football. Uh, funnily enough, actually, the first game... That I can remember going to Jason Scotland was also playing. All oh, right, okay. Sure Seems to be a bit of a theme here, aye. Against St Johnson, I know. Against St Johnson, aye. Because again, I remember that song that was floating about the one about the World Cup and Jason Scotland. You can sing it. Oh, I'm not singing it, mate. No, 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 no day. Um, we'll hum it if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm it. I'll play it. <laughs> but, uh, I remember him being involved in the game. Uh, I think that's pretty much the story of how I got into football. It's not that exciting, but... Do you regret it? Do you wish that you stayed as a, a Motherwell fan? No. That's kind of... Right, okay. No. <laughs> right, that's the answer we're Absolutely get, not. Right, okay. That's what I thought. What's your favourite footballing memory, Hammy? Favourite? See, just... Pure stereotypical, right? But see, just in terms of sheer limbs, it's two Scotland goals. Two Scotland goals? Aye, just in <laughs> terms of... I, I mean, obviously, club football, I've got loads, The Jason Scotland goals are... <laughs> no, no Jason Scotland goals but obviously I've got loads of memories for the club but see just in terms of actual limbs going about uh, do you know right. what I mean so you've got the McFadden goal and you've got the Griffiths goal pick it out Landry aye aye pick it oh mate what a goal like, I still watch that I can stay with that is it who is it is it Peter Martin commentary or something I think so do you remember where you were when it went in I was in the right I was in the living room and I had to see you Jimmy hat on and everything like that. I had a wee kilt and 
What are they things called in Braveheart that you put in your sock? The wee knives? Oh, the wee knives. The skiing do. The skiing do, right? Skiing do. The skiing, you know it. So, <laughs> so I had I went into the kitchen and I actually put a wee butter knife. Right? <laughs> I, I, I had my, my football socks. Uh, obviously, an absolute skiing don't, isn't it? Aye, because obviously I grew up with a family that no really any skiing do's. So we just had like <laughs> butter knives and stuff like that. And I remember when that goal went in, it was actually really similar to Gary Caldwell's as well, which was the previous year, but in the same kind of qualification yep. campaign. And I just went off my head. Like, Mental. I, oh, I yeah. run about my living room mad. Like, people probably have stories they were at the games and all that, right? So it's not that special, but I just that one. That one. What about you? What's your football favourite football memory? Uh, Chris Abelomo. No, I'm telling a lie, it's not. <laughs> it's, uh, I was I just that miss sprung in my mind. <laughs> it's actually uh, funnily enough, it's what actually was the commentary on that again? Abelomo. Is it you and Cameron? I think it was you and Cameron. He's missed it! Aye, he's missed it, that's it. How's he missed that? <laughs> but no, my favourite football memory has got to be Hamilton uh, beating Hibs at Easter Road to go into the Premier League. Um uh Funnily enough, actually, I remember going to the game and the first goal in the game was scored the early bells by the one and only Jason Scotland. <laughs> this isn't a podcast, by the way, about Jason Scotland. Just, <laughs> it just, there. just seems to be involved quite a lot of early bells. <laughs> um, That'll be the last of Jason Scotland on this show, let me tell you that uh, Never again. I mean, i actually seen him running about up at the sports centre. I know she's going a bit off topic, but I, again, never looks at me at all and I'm just like staring at him, <laughs> oh my god, there's Jason Scotland, <laughs> and he's got his Hamilton Academical tracksuit on with J.S. That's how I like, really? kind of, aye. Fair enough. Um, no, but my favourite memory, that Easter Road one, uh, just, well, I 2-0 down after the first leg, still went through the capital anyway, and it was a horrible, horrible day, rain lashing down, Jason Scotland scored an early goal and it got us right up for it, and then it was starting to look like it wasn't going to happen. Until the ninety fourth minute, when Tony Andrew scored an equaliser. Twenty two, <laughs> Tony Andrew <laughs> um, scored an equaliser, which was funnily enough set up by Jason Scotland. Aye, um, game went to bed, at least in the rest of history. Although my favourite memory of that game was Jason Cummins coming off the pitch greeting. <laughs> oh, sorry. Aye, <laughs> 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 no, I will need to suppose. Um, what? You're probably sitting there wondering what gives us the right to talk to you about football and why should you listen. So we're going to give you all the credentials you need to know right now. <laughs> I have never played a competitive game of football in my life. <laughs> I've never played an 11-a-side game of football in my life. Um, but what I have done is I played in a FIFA tournament at the start <laughs> of lockdown. Um, I played for Hamilton Aki's hand-selected. Um, I think there was about three folk that applied to it, so luckily I got in. <laughs> um... My first game was alright, I played the Mocum captain, I beat him 3-2, Sam Lavelle, good competitor. Good game. Um, good game, very good game. My second game was against Utrecht. Not um, a good game. Not a good game at all, no. <laughs> I'd got everybody that I knew pretty much, my mum, my full family, all my pals watching the game, everybody in my work. Um, and then I got trounced 10-1 in front of 5,500 folk. <laughs> the guy had a manager on everything, didn't he? Aye, it was somewhat of an unlevel playing circumstance. I was on the range chair with a hotspot to the PlayStation, so I wouldn't lag. <laughs> um, what about yourself? What gives you the right to talk about football? Listen, this is going to sound right cliche, right? But genuinely, just being so obsessed with football from such a young age, I've played, coached, and had hundreds of spare time to just watch it, analyse it, whatever. In terms of coaching, uh-huh. I've took Notts County all the way through the divisions in England to the Champs League final in FIFA 12. And FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I had another FIFA one. No, but seriously, um, I've 
done wee daft coaching things. I was a second year football team, know very well. Obviously, uh, I've also went all the way very recently. Went all the way to Malawi uh-huh. for two months and coached again. Know very well, but I tried my best to coach a few school teams there. There, and it was honestly probably the best experience I've ever had in my life. Aye, teaching aye. them how to put it top bins. Exactly, mate. Probably end up better than you end it. Flying in studs up, man. So, what's your favourite beer? In fact, I'll oh. go first with this. Right, okay. I, uh, oh, it's a toss-up between two. It's either Tisky or Red Stripe. Um, both because they're red and white cans. That's, that's <laughs> literally it. There's no other reason, just a red and white, just like the Ackies. They go well with the t-shirt, if you know what I mean. Aye. That just sums you up, by the way, I've Aye. got to say. What about yourself? What about the taste of beer, just genuinely no, no, just based, the they can. based on the packaging? Aye, just the colour they can. Aye. Right, okay. Right, eh... Uh, Mine's, it's got to be an Italian one. Uh-huh. I was in Italy last year and honest to God, like, beautiful. Oh, mate, like the day Steins, right? Obviously, you go to like Berlin and all that and anywhere in Germany yep. and you get the big litro ones, the big Steins. Uh-huh. Yep. But it's usually all this kind of dark kind of beer, like quite strong and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But see, in Italy, mate, you get Moretti, Peroni, is it Menabre or Menabrau or however yeah, you Bray, pronounce it? Aye. Aye. So you just get stains and you make three or four of them and you're gone. Oh, but it's, it's, some, it's a, some volume of beer. Oh, mate, so good. Uh, just went out there, there. Sp- three or four of them, you're just sitting spouting another bit of piss to your bird all night. <laughs> it was just... Well, you'd, you'd be pissed on man in them, mind you, but uh, I... No, no <laughs> doubt. I'd probably be <laughs> trying to talk Italian to the locals. Aye. Uh, speaking of beer, did you hear about the one? It's a guy who walks into the pub with his dog. No, go no. on. Well, as I said, the guy walks into a pub with his dog. He orders a beer and says to the barman, I've no money for this, but I'll show you something better. My dog can talk. The barman says, right, make it talk then. So the boy pulls out sandpaper, scrapes the dog's arse way up and says to the dog, how does that feel, boy? The dog goes, rough. Barman <laughs> says, what you get? No chance. And the guy says, no, no, you can talk, honestly. Keys are our chance. So this time he says to the dog, you're playing golf and your ball doesn't hit the fairway, the green, the bunker, or the water. Where's it land at? Doug looks up at him and says, Rough. And the barman says, Right, out, out you get the Paris. And the boy goes, No, honestly, he can talk. He'd one more chance. So the boy turns to the Doug and says, Right, listen, you, this is our last chance that we're getting kicked out here. World Cup, Mexico, 1986. <laughs> Who was in goal for Scotland? The Doug says, Rough. Barman says, Right, that's it. He chucks two of them out. So the boy's sitting on the pavement outside where his Doug. The dog turns to him and says, Is it Jim Layton? Wait, I've never that one. Moving swiftly on, we'll go into our league table predictions this season. Um, you're probably wondering why we're doing a league table prediction six games into the, the league. Uh, it's just to give a bit more of an insight and all those postseason changes, like managers, new players coming in, players leaving, uh, and at the first international break of the season, it's it's a nice time to kind of do it. Uh, so I'll start, Hammy. Who do you think is going to win the league this season? No bias in this whatsoever, by the way, and I say that for the bottom of my heart. I genuinely do think, and who I've got number one is Rangers. I think. Just sheerly based on the progress, look at last season, for example, getting to the last 16, uh-huh. the Europa team. League against Bayer Leverkusen, for where we were at before Steven Gerrard came into Rangers, mm-hmm. it was just 
I, I think Rangers get put out after Progress Niedercorn. Well, you, you know? can say it is Progress with Progress Niedercorn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no heard that one, I thought. <laughs> but um, this season, I, 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 I genuinely do believe that Celtic were better than Rangers. And I just feel like Rangers are on the up and Celtic are on the way down. Seem to be, there that's seems to that's be some sort of how, how big that gap is between Rangers and Celtic at the present moment, I don't know. But I just feel like with everything that's happened, I mean, for example, the transfer window has went quite smoothly for Rangers. Obviously, you've got Alfredo Morelos. I think he has to go. Yeah, but he's not in part of Gerard's plans anymore, looks at it, is he? Yeah, he's going to be a massive loss to the partner and the audience that he brings to the game because he's actually a real cult hero with Rangers fans and he's certainly an icon with the media. He has a talent as well. You've got, like, regardless of who you support, you need to admit that he has a talent. So they've brought in players like to kind of replace him. Um, Kamar Roof. And uh, obviously I mean I think the biggest signing for Rangers was Clive Tilsley. I can't get that. That's phenomenal, isn't it? He is the voice of the Champions League for me. Aye, and now see he's that, doing the Rangers games. I see that goal Zidane Hamden. Roberto Carlos swings that in. Aye, aye. Zidane, oh, <laughs> fant- right, I'm just no that except <laughs> no, I mean, what a signing. And yeah. I just generally I think that would be you. Oh, it's definitely you? a big improvement on Tom and the other guy's name I can't even end off the top of my head but no I've went Celtic to win the league this Tom season Tom Miller I think his name is Tom Miller no. Aye. I've went look Celtic. at your laurels Scott Brown <laughs> look at your laurels or something like that Rangers are back <laughs> but uh, I went with Celtic mate um, right. I just I can't see past them I think every season Celtic tend to start off slow mm-hmm. um, it happens last year knocked out the Champions League this year they've been knocked out the Champions League um, I just think when it comes to crunch time I don't quite believe Rangers are year yet. I hope they prove me wrong and they do have a better season and they don't collapse at New Year. I'd like to see a title race, a good competitive one. Um, but I've went with Celtic. Um, I think a few of the players need to step up, like James Forrest, Christy. They've both started for me quite poorly. I think the signing of, the signing of Shane Duffy will be good for them. I've had command in certain What a sign. What a sign. I, I think him next to probably Julian is a, a good partnership. Julian do you prefer Julian over Ayer? I, I, I don't know, I think I do. Um, but the both of them seem to be that, a wee bit guilty of no light and pressure. Like if a big striker's on them, they seem to crumble a wee bit. Yeah. I think Shane Duffy's just going to kind of steady the ship at the back for them a wee bit. Yep. And I think that's an inspiring sign, especially with his goal last night in Ireland. Did you see that? I did see it, aye. The equaliser, mm-hmm. last minute. Um, but it'll be interesting. So, who have you got in third place? Sorry, second place. I'm just <laughs> missing out. Second place there. Second place. I'm guessing you've went with Celtic. No, I've went with Ross County. I've <laughs> <laughs> not. No, of course, of course. I've went with Celtic. I think it's going to be a real tough battle this season between tight, tight Rangers one. and I. Uh, I think just I've got them in second because of the pressure of ten in a row. The ball and goalie incident kind of adds to that. Yeah. Well, who was it? Was it? Oh, one of the. One of the boys for the previous Celtic in a row squad said that that season that they did, they were going for 10, said that every single game of the season felt like a cup final. I can't mind who it was. That's why they've both done nine, though. No? Yeah, aye, because the because pressure of 10. Pressure. Aye, aye, exactly. But having said that, as you just mentioned there as well, their signings have been very, very good. Albion Ajeti, his goals to game ratio is currently one every two games in Switzerland. Yep. So I think he could form a real good partnership with Edward. I think the fans are crying out for a 3 5 2 and once a Jetty's match fit, he'll form a real good partnership, or should, with Odson Edward, should they stay, but I think he will. Shane Duffy joined Brighton in 2016. 
he's made over a hundred appearance with the Albion and he formed a bit of a popular fantasy team partnership with Dunk. Ah, the two of them, the two D's at the back for Brighton, they were decent. Double D's. Double D's. Did you see uh, Conor Goldson's uh, reply to Shane Duffy on Instagram? Ah, he's sent me a sick face or something. Ah, it was like Shane Duffy had announced that he'd signed with Celtic and Conor Goldson replied like, is there still time to change that with a sick face emoji? <laughs> I, I, um, don't, I don't know if he's seen it as well, Andy Halliday on Open Goal, and he was just basically saying about that Shane Duffy hated him and Connor Goldson told him that uh-huh. because they obviously used to be at Brighton together and absolutely like Andy Halliday was saying on open goal I don't know why this guy hates me but apparently he just does but obviously Aye. it kind of makes sense now if he's, Aye, it's the, it's if the he's a big Celtic fan yep. and obviously in New ha- Al Halliday's kind of one of Rangers own yeah the well, second place I went with Rangers um, I don't think there's too no much County, no. no no Ross County definitely not I don't think there's too much I need to say to you if you think we've covered May stay first and second place. Right, fair enough. Both abuse. Um, third place, who have you went with? Third place went with Hibs. Hibs. I've, yep. Funnily enough, I went with Hibs as well. Have you? Oh, no. But one of the only things we'll agree on in this show. Possibly. I think they've just had a, a, a solid start, to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh, it's their only... Aye, their only defeat was... They looked average against Aberdeen. That's their only yep. defeat. Signings of Gogic. Wow. What a missing against Aberdeen. Aye, that was and, a big point for them. Yep, definitely. He replaced big uh, Marvin Bartley. And he's looked just more mobile, more influential going forward. So he looks a real big, big signing for them. Yeah, he's a cracking player. They've seen Kevin Nesbitt. Uh-huh. He looked like he grew up with Big Dodge at the start, but obviously injuries to Nesbitt have caused Big Dodge, the big man, to play up top himself. I don't think he's as productive playing up there himself, but once Kevin Nesbitt's back fit, I think we could see a real good partnership there. Well, that's a benefit of the break for him as well, as he's got more time to get back. Aye, uh, John. Um, Nesbitt, he actually he started well for me, he looked promising. He got a hard two against Livingston as well. Mm-hmm. And considering he's came through, it was at League One with Dunfermline. Yep. And he's took a step up to the Premier League and he's seen to hit the ground running. I've yep. been impressed with him so far. Yep, and the wee left back as well. The other, is it Deutsch as well? Is it Deutsch? No, it's not Deutsch. Josh Deutsch. Is it? Josh Deutsch. Deutsch. 18-year-old. Young, we'll call it Big Deutsch and wee Deutsch. Right? <laughs> I don't even know what height young Deutsch or wee Deutsch is, but I will call him that because he's only 18. So it looks like they've kind of found a long-term replacement for uh, the veteran, Louis Stevenson. Stevenson. Aye. aye. So, but aye, another direct replacement in the signings, Daryl Horgan for Jamie Murphy. Jamie yep. Murphy obviously coming from Rangers. I think... That was what kind of Hibs fans wanted to see. There's been a lot of speculation with Horgan. He's finally away as of the other day, or this week anyway. And they got Jamie Murphy in just before he went. He's not, obviously, Jamie Murphy's not played a lot, but you could, you know, everyone knows. He's a talented player. Ah, he's a talented player. I, remember, I remember I went through a wee spell going back to Motherwell games when it was the uh, Stuart McCauley mm-hmm. with Michael Higdon, Henry Yama. And Jamie Murphy, that was the front three, and Jamie Murphy was always he's an impressive player. He spent a good bit of time down south doing well. Got, yeah, yeah. Was it, who was it? Was it Brighton he got promoted? Was it Huddersfield? Who did Rangers sign him from? I can't remember, but anyway, he done well down south. He had a good productive spell down south. That's going to write annoy me. I've got Button album in my head, but that's where he was on loan. That uh, wasn't Button. Um, but anyway, he's done well down south. Came back up, played Rangers. I think it was Brighton. I think Unfortunately, it was. got an injury. Um, and he seems to have been out since then but hopefully Aye, which stadium did they get an injury at? oh I can't honestly I can't tell you <laughs> um, but I think this could, could be a good move we'll go on to that in a bit football. folks by the way I'm not a fan of the plastic <laughs> pitches but we'll, we'll go on to that I think it could be a good move for him going to Hibs just getting some game time in the league under his belt yep uh, fourth fourth I went Aberdeen 
Aberdeen night semi final. You went Aberdeen as well. But it was just copying each other, you <laughs> know what I mean? Fuck's sake. Why have you went Aberdeen fourth? Aberdeen fourth. See, to be honest, even I was trying to figure out who was going to finish third or fourth, it's just going to be a big battle between it's a, Aberdeen it's the same, and Hibs. Same as first and second, can I think yeah. into it? They, were, they, were, they kind of evened each other out when they played very recently. They've had a very good start to the season. They've kicked on, obviously, since their their game, their opening game with Rangers. They got the result at Easter Road, which won't be important. Lewis Ferguson with the penalty. Another Rex Hackies man. And obviously, I like Derek McInnes as a manager. Uh, he's the longest reigning in the top flight. And actually, he's aye, a, actually. Aye, he is. Aye. You wouldn't think that. Uh, and he's second most in the SPFL pyramid, which actually tells you a lot about him. Aye. The longest, by the way, being Jim McAnally of Peter Head, just in case people are like, what, you're not going to tell us who, who the <laughs> longest reigning ever is? But I no, Jim McAnally, once they get Sam Crosgrove back, back yeah. I then he's going to, obviously, that's when they'll probably take over Hibs at some parts of the season. But I Sam Cosgrove coming back will be a big chance for them. I think Sam Cosgrove coming back will be massive for Aberdeen. I mean, the guy scores goals. That's he's just that's his bread and butter. He has a... He's a nuisance up the front as well. He's a big boy and he can throw mm-hmm. a about and he's got pace about him. He's, I like him. He's a cracking, cracking striker. I think the signing of Ross McCrory is good for them as well. I don't know if you've seen all the rumours about the Aberdeen players. I mean, this is just rumours. I've seen it on Facebook. There's no substance to it whatsoever apart from that. Um, the rumours about the Aberdeen players handing in transfer requests and wanting to leave the club because they got doctor wages for the, the COVID right. outbreak. Again, don't know how true it is, but apparently there's a lot of them wanting to go. Mm-hmm. Um. Bryson McKenna, there's a good few names. So I think McCrory, who can play at centre back and hold midfield, I think is a cracking sign of goals, yep. of course. Aye. Um and that's a good sign for them to fill in that space. Um Edmondson, the boy that they had centre back, they had him on loan. Mm-hmm. He looked good before he got injured. Yeah. Uh, I think all in all, I think Aberdeen are a good team. I just think they're a bit for maybe the past couple of seasons, Derek McKenna's looks to maybe be running out of ideas with them. I think that could be, as you said, he's the second longest serve manager in the full SPFL, it might just be time for a change. Um, but he's still doing well. Yeah, I think as just... long as he's doing well, then there's Aye. no there's no really reason to get rid of him, do you know what I mean? Aye, just the football team to be playing isn't very attractive. And for a team that's up at the top of the league, they could be playing yeah. maybe nicer football. But again, it's a result-based sport. And if the results yeah. are there, then you don't get rid of it. would be absolutely daft. Fifth place, you might have something different. Who have you went for? Right, this is very different. It's bold. But I think they'll turn good. I've went with Motherwell. You bet Motherwell for shocking fifth. start, but they're only like six points off a fifth or something yeah. like that. Uh, it's so it's not a lot on it. But I think most Motherwell fans will agree that this is probably the strongest squad that they've had since maybe 2012 13. Yep. So every Well fan was probably fairly optimistic this season. They made solid signings. Stephen O'Donnell was a really good one, I thought. Yep, I think they re signed a lot of players on loan. They've done well last season. Marco Hara and Callum Long. Their downfall so far, I think, has been their inability to score. Watching them, you can see that they're still creating big chances, but they're just no kind of finishing touch there. Yeah, it's that kind of mentality of once you get the first win, the monkeys off the back, isn't it? It's yeah. just that kind of confidence issue that seems to be with them but they do, they're playing nice football yeah they're playing good stuff they're just it's the end they're forwards I, I think their forwards aye. are struggling so players like Hasty, we all know that Hasty's a very good player but he's not aye. played a lot do you know mm-hmm. what I mean yep, I know in the last couple of seasons he's aye. been and I ro- think big Jordan White as well he's not really hit the ground running has he Tony Watt's a bit of a strange one for me because obviously at the start of his career with Celtic he done well um, who can ever forget that goal against Barcelona that he scored oh, um 
any other spell he's had. I've not been massively impressed by him. No. I think he done all right when he was at St. Johnson, but a heart save yeah. was lacklustre. And I've not seen enough of him at Motherwell to actually say what I think about him. Ah, he's a bit of a hit and a miss, Tony Watt, to yep. be quite honest with what you. What I will say about Motherwell is I bet you every single Motherwell fan is glad that Conor Salmon is no longer there. <laughs> he's a journeyman in the half, and he's just oh, been it's a, absolutely not. He's still quite young and all, and he just kind of makes his way through like Scottish football. Where is it? Falkirk, he's that into it? Yeah, he's something like that, mate. I just oh. always imagine him, it was at Partick Fistle or something like that, uh-huh. and he's got the pizza. Aye, the pizza, like, aye, the advertising <laughs> at the start of the season. I can't get that image out of my head, man. Uh, every time I eat a pizza, it's kind of, that'd be tragic if every time I eat a pizza, I thought him. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I think Robinson just is yet to kind of find his best team. Obviously, the departure of Turnbull to Celtic was yep, a big a loss for them, but Polworth, I think he, he can easily slot in there, so they have got good backup in there. You still get Campbell in the midfield as well, he's a cracking player. Oh, mate, Alan Campbell's quality. I'm real. Aye. Big fan of him. It yeah. pains me to say it as a Hamilton fan, but he's a brilliant, brilliant Aye, player. I rate him as well, I do. What about you, Fifth? I've went Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock? I've went Kilmarnock. I've went, I went a bit bold. I think that the start of the season, they've looked all right. They managed to get that point off Celtic. They showed a lot, a lot of defensive mm-hmm. prowess and just kind of, they stood up to them. Yep. That big striker, what's his name? Nick Kabamba. Kabamba, that's the one. Um, he looks like an absolute gem. He looks like a phenomenal Signed player. Signed for Jeff Sterling's favourite team, Hartlepool. Was it for Hartlepool, was it? Hartlepool, uh, is it? Hartlepool, aye. Right, okay. Um, no, he looked cracking in that game against Celtic, and then obviously that wonderful goal. I, I'll sing the praises about this all day long. You'll probably see me on the Twitter at TA Pundits talking about it. Mm-hmm. Is that Kumarnik quick break against Dundee United? Yep. I think there was five touches in total for go for their was own Was that box. the one they ransacked them? Was it 4-0? Aye, aye, aye. 4-0 game. <laughs> but one of the goals was absolutely phenomenal. It's just a perfect counter-attack yep. and it starts off with him and his movement's just fantastic. He get two goals and assist that game as well. I think he's a quality signing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I seen a stat the other day, I think it was on Modern Fitba on Twitter, and Kilmarnock's chances created, um, or expected chances created, the third in the league, and expected chances... Um, like chances created against them, they're sitting fourth in the league. Right, okay. So their tactic, they've not got the results quite as of yet, but their tactics seem to be the right going the right way, and hopefully it can turn around for them. So Aye. I'm right in your rank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just my wee uh, point on that, uh, Kilmarnock, sorry. I think Alex Dyer's a cracking guy. He's honest. I watch his interviews, and he's honest in his interviews. Mm-hmm. But He's got just a 23.8% win percentage, right? Which you might be like, oh, is that good or is that bad? But compare that with Steve Clark's absolutely phenomenal win percentage when you think this is Kilmarnock, by the way, of 50.6. So it's like less It's less than half. Less than half. It's not even more in four games, yeah. Exactly. So it's just a bit of a... Obviously, everyone knew they're not going to get better than Steve Clark, but, I mean, 23.8% compared to 50.6 for Steve Clark is quite a difference. Well, Malumbu's back as well for them, isn't he? They've got him back in. Have they? Yeah, Malumbu back signed with Kilmarnock again. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a cracking player. That's yep. Done well down south as well at Norwich and then came up here. Obviously, was fantastic as first spell at Kelly. Didn't he quite walk out from itself? I think he was one of those ones that was signed so he couldn't play against them kind of thing. Right. But um, ah, he's back there and the Kilmarnock fans seems to love him. So, yep. that's, that's, I think fifth place, I think we're happy with that. Yep. Sixth place, who have you went for? Dundee United, another bold one. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I've obviously the new boys in the the Premier League. I've just been so impressed with the way they were playing. Yep, I quite rate that Mickey Mellon. He's a cracking manager. By the way, have you heard this guy's voice? Right, he moved to England when he was like seventeen or eighteen in nineteen eighty nine. Right, uh-huh. he's went. He's not been in Scotland for 
years and years and years, mate. He's no lost his voice one bit. He's, he's, he's paisley bomb accent. Whatever last accents, though. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, cunch. <laughs> <laughs> so, I one of these guys, they move away to Hollywood and they come back. <laughs> Scotland, mate. I, no, but he's just no lost his so accent at all. Back to back promotions with Tranmere Rovers in the 17, 18, 18, 19 season. What? Shout out Tranmere. <laughs> they are my first ever FIFA career mode. Is it? Uh, Tranmere Rovers, I. All right, okay. Uh, I think it just kind of brings a mere attacking style of football. And then Robbie Nielsen, I. Robbie Nielsen was very defensive, don't concede, and then. Yeah. Look at goals afterwards, I. Aye. aye. And yep. he's like, I don't know if you watched him against Celtic, but. I was just kind of impressed with the. They obviously didn't do what typically teams do against the old firm and sit with 10 yep, men behind yep. the ball. Aye. But they kind of, at times, especially the first half, they really went for Celtic. Uh-huh. Star men being Peter Paul at baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that in. I don't even think he's a star man. I just had to throw that in. Aye, and of course, Lorne Shankland, but he's Injured no featured in six due to an ankle injury. I think also. Uh, Mark Reynolds is a cracking player. I've always liked Mark Reynolds. Um, he's just a commanding centre half. He's always he's, he's been floating about the top league for a while. Mm-hmm. He was at Motherwell, then Aberdeen. He was a liked at Aberdeen. Now he's done United. I think he's a cracking player for a newly promoted uh, team to have. Can I just choose up a back line? Yeah. Uh, I think when Shankland comes back as well, he's got goals in him. I just wonder if he can do it at this level. Obviously, he's done it with the United, uh, and he done it with the United in the Championship. But as mm-hmm. he'll learn. When he plays in the Premier League, it is different. Yeah. Um. He looked. Although, I'll give the boy the benefit of the doubt. He done well when he was playing with Scotland as well. I liked watching him. Yep. Um. Six. I actually went for Motherwell. Right, Similar okay. to yourself. I know they started poor, but Motherwell. These teams always seem to come good. Robinson's a. As much as it pains me to say, he's a class act. He's a good manager. Uh. I think their signings have been good. Uh. Again, the only issue would be they're up front. Their midfield's strong, but their their strikers are just. I'm not a fan of them. Nah, and I think that shows in their goals so far this season. Nah, they're struggling it's to get just it not good enough. It was kind of relegation material so far. I know it's early bells, but yeah, I've certainly not been impressed with the, their forwards. Uh, seventh place, who have you got? Went with Kilmarnock. Obviously, I've said everything I had to really say on Kilmarnock. Who have you went with? Uh, St. Johnson. Right. Went with St. Johnson. I think Tommy Wright um, did a cracking job with St. Johnson for as long as he was there. Um. He seems to have brought the average age of the squad down massively before he's left as well. Yep. Uh, I think Davidson's kind of looked at that, seen he's got a young squad and he's brought in a few experienced boys. Mm-hmm. He's brought in Craig Conway, um, who's a bit of a... He could be the star man, but could be a bit of a... a nobody, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, he's at an age now where he's either going to be fantastic or on the bench. Uh, Stevie May as well been back at the club if he can it's find his form. Stevie May signed, aye. Has he signed again? Aye, if, he he can, if he can find his form for 2014, we could be looking at higher for them. Yep. But aye, Callum Davidson, I've really got to say on St. Johnson, she's first in, in management, so we'll just see how that one pans out. And he's brought that boy up from Millwall as well, into McNamara. Mm-hmm. He looks better. It's for a wide midfielder, I think he looks better defensively than he does going forward. Aye, aye, I totally agree, aye. Right, next one. Uh, eighth. Who have you went for? I've went with St Mirren. St Mirren in eighth? Yes. All right, okay. That high, I <laughs> enough. Rating Jim Goodwin then, I. Yeah, I do. I, I watched him against St Johnson. Jim Goodwin said it himself. He said there's eight teams that could be... He says there's eight teams that are very, very similar. Yep. So, saying St Mirren, it could genuinely be MD. I, I tried to study this one a bit, but yep. it's so hard to call between 
a lot of the teams. I think they're very similar with St. Johnson, to be honest. I think that showed in the 1-0 victory for St. Johnson very recently. So I have went with St. Johnson. What about you? Who have you got an 8? Uh, I've went Dundee United. Dundee United, aye. Right. I think just they, St. Johnson... Aye, St. Johnson pipped them for me. I just think they've got a bit more experience in the league and it'll show over a time. Um, Dundee United, I think 8th place, realistically, I think that's a cracking finish for them, being a newly promoted side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially starting the season without their star man and the start they've got off to has been pretty good. Yep. Uh, aye, I don't think there's much more to say about Dundee United. Yep. In ninth place, I've went St Mirren. St Mirren? I've went ninth for St Mirren, aye. Right. I think last season St Mirren were a good team. They just needed a few more players to kind of come in and shore it up. I think the signs of Shaughnessy at the back. I've been a fan of Shaughnessy for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a quality player. Yep. Uh, McCarthy as well next to him. Two good good centre-backs have brought in. Um, and their up-front partnership of Obika and Marais. Yeah, he's been in the team of the week a few times. times at Abika, I'm a big fan of him. He's scored quite a few times for St Mirren as well. He uh, could be a big player for them. Aye, and Richie Tate as well. Yeah. Richie's a cracking player. He's already scored a goal. I think it was against Livingston as well, the first game of the season, 1-0. Right. But uh, full-backs that chips in with goals as well. I think they've done a bit of business in a good way. Um, and I don't think they'll be in about that relegation fight this season. Yep. Who have you went for? I've went with St Johnson, but right, okay. I said everything I kind of need to say about them. Uh, you covered a lot of it with. Tommy Wright leaving and uh, Calum Davidson getting his first management stint. So, 10th. I've went Ross County. Okay. Who have you went for? Livingston. You've went with Livingston. I've went Ross County. I think Ross County have the team that are kind of similar to Hamilton. Um, they're always going to be there or thereabouts in that dogfight. Right. Um, all of them started the season well. Um, I hope <laughs> that the wheels fall off the bus for them so it gives yeah. us an excuse for somebody to have a battle way to get relegated this season. Did you not know, see that hang with Ross County? By the way, I've got Ross County in 11, but did you not know, see that hang? They've got three goalkeepers called Ross. Got the three Ross, Laidlaw. Ross County have got three goalkeepers <laughs> called Ross. A Ross, Laidlaw is one, yes. Uh, oh, I don't know who they are to. Ross Doohan, he's on loan for Celtic. Uh-huh. Ross Monroe, he's signed for Ayr. And Laidlaw, uh, obviously. What? And then Ross Laidlaw. Aye, the one you said, he's yep. their number one. Uh, and... In the opening, I always remember this because I've seen it on our Twitter. On the opening game in the season, Ross Stewart scored from the Ross County penalty spot and Ross Draper came on in the game. They've just got a team <laughs> full of Rosses. Aye, and then a guy i seen also on Twitter, he fooled me. It went on a manager, a football manager, sorry. Yep. And he just started signing every single player with the name Ross. He actually had a centre mid called Ross Ross. He managed <laughs> to find a Ross Ross in the world. So I thought that was quite funny. A team full of Rosses and Ross Ross playing for Ross County. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Ross County for me. A, they've started off well and they've made good signings. I think Stephen Kelly is a brilliant acquisition for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a pal Saucy who is an air fan. And he was ranting away about Stephen Kelly all last season. Yep. How he's just two-footed, um, can take a shot for a long ways, seems to know his position well. And I think he's not even featured for Ross County yet. I mean, yep. I don't know enough about the boy, but for what I've heard, he is a cracking player. And I yep. think he'll eventually find his way into the team. Yep. Also, Billy McKay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cursed relegation with Billy McKay into him. But Dumbo Inverness, Dumbo Dundee United, he's hopefully going to have that same effect on Ross County. Just so Hamilton don't need to go down. Nah, he's a bad luck charm. Uh, but he seems to he has goals in him as well. Yeah. Uh, who did you go for for 10th, sorry? 10th, I went Livingston. 11th, went with Ross County. Who did you go with 11th? I've went Hamilton, which I've just realised, which means you've got Hamilton at the bottom. Yes. Well, I've went <laughs> Hamilton at 11th because I actually can't bring myself to put Hamilton getting relegated. Um, one, well, see, team. to be fair, they've managed to stay up 
when did they get promoted? 2014? Uh-huh. And aye. they've managed to do the miracle. Every and, single season. Aye, it's aye. been quite fascinating to watch. Well, we need seven points for two games, we get them. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I can't. I, the squad that I've got this season it's still maybe needs a few adjustments in my eyes. We lost the likes of Aaron McGowan, our captain last year at Kilmarnock. We lost Mikhail Miller to go down south. And we've lost Alex Gogic to Hibs. And I think it's already showed how good Gogic was mm-hmm. and what a loss he's going to be. Uh, we seem to miss that kind of... In my eyes, we seem to miss that leader on the pitch now. We've not got anybody that's going to grab other players by the scruff of the neck and sort them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we've got enough talent in there to just maybe get into the playoff position and avoid relegation. Right. For 12, I want you to go first. Right, well, I've you're Livingston. not going to like what I'm going to say. <laughs> I've went Livingston. I think Livingston are a good team and they've been brilliant since they came up. But every season they seem to lose one or two of their best players. Similar Dykes to Hamilton. is a big, big loss. Dykes a big loss. And obviously last year there was uh, the keeper, what was his name? Kelly. I want to say Kelly. I can't remember for life. Man. Blackman? No, no, the keeper went down south. Kelly? I don't know. Okay, and the season before that, they lost Halkett to Hearts as well. Just they seem to lose these players, and I think Dykes was a t- big talismanic striker last year. Even though he didn't score a lot of goals, he suited that style of play fantastically. Um, but they've signed a new big striker who's a partner of a similar type player, so I'm looking forward to seeing him and how he is By big action. Tony Stokes? No, not Tony Macaroni Stokes. No, I know him. No? No. Who's have they signed another I can't remember. He's a foreign boy. He's a big boy. He's six foot four. Tony Macaroni Stokes. I can't. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. But uh, aye, it's one of the ones. That's just something that's worked out beautifully. Aye, like when he's, aye, aye. when he's holding up his kit with his number on the back <laughs> and all that, Tony Macaroni Stokes. Aye. So you've went Hamilton till then, let's hear why. I've went Hamilton. I think this is the season. All good things must come to an end, mate, to be quite honest with uh-huh. you. They've had a very poor start, like expected. They won the Lanarkshire Classical, though, at aye. third part, despite being Hakim beat Adolfo, after part for 80 minutes. <laughs> What? Haki Madolphin, what about? Shout out to Haki Madolphin. Adolphin. Adolphin. But I just think their squad is a very, very poor standard. It's a start and to get it's a start to get rid of the, the artificial pitches to get Aki's. Well about Livingston. To, to get them <laughs> down, I think Aki's are a championship team at best. But even championship teams tend to have grass pitches. Okay. So it's fair out now. No, no, you're absolutely entitled to your opinion. I feel no, like you're listen, going to be a bit just, hard to just, Hamilton, but... No, mate, they're no. When you think of Premiership teams, you just Hamilton on the on it for me. But um, unfortunately for you, <laughs> that's just my opinion. But sorry, mate, I can see there's a wee tear in your no, eye. No, no, like, listen, you're, only, you're honestly entitled I'm saying to your there's opinion. a tear in his eye. I can see his, his fist is clenching <laughs> now. Uh, he's looking at me, he's biting his teeth and on it. <laughs> No, I, honestly, I think we will be in about that relegation battle as a team most years. Do I think we've got the strongest squad we've had in a while? No, but as long as we've got players like David Templeton, we've got a chance. Lewis Smith as well. We've got a young, we've got a good young team coming through, and maybe even if we do get relegated, it's a chance for them to get more first team football in the championship. Hi, folks. Sorry, we had to take a bit of a break there. That got a bit heated, uh, and Hammy has returned with a black eye. Um, <laughs> Moving on to something a bit more, <laughs> moving on to something a bit more light-hearted, um, as our haircuts eleven, which it's, a, it's it's just a top it's just a top ten, but to make it a bit more football related and a bit more, we're doing a top eleven. Something we've done for school instead of you saying, "What's your top ten 
What's your top 10 favourite memes? Can on. Uh, what's your top 10? <laughs> what's your favourite? What's your starting 11 favourite memes? Aye, aye. aye. So aye. you just make it in there starting 11, so you're just basically doing your top 10 plus one, but to make it more football related. Gives you, know you an mean? honourable mention. Aye. aye. Um, so thanks for everybody who got at us on Twitter for this at TA Pundits. Thanks very much for your suggestions. Um, with lockdown restrictions getting tightened I think we're going to see some more shocking burnouts I know both myself and Hammy fell victim to the Baldy trend <laughs> Aye, it's kind of relevant after the lockdown that Aye. we're discussing people's haircuts Aye, um, I'll kick us off uh, worst haircut in Scottish football I think Raymond Pereira hearts it was oh. all over the place Aye, you showed me a picture of this wow like a straight I don't even know how to describe it it was a <laughs> Paramed mullet, by the looks of it. We'll just end it there because starting 11 on worst haircuts, Raymond Pereira that whole day. He takes up all spaces. (laughs) What about yourself? Who have you went with? Uh, First one I've went with El Hasjuf. El Hasjuf, the McDonald's chip one. Aye, the blonde stripe in his hair. Aye. Aye. Well, that's all his hair was. Aye. (laughs) Pretty much, (laughs) aye. So we've went with him. El Hasjuf. Uh, next, I went with James McFadden, who could possibly win this list twice. Once for the red mohawk that he was sporting at Motherwell, mm-hmm. and another for the pathetic wee ponytail that he sported Aye. at Motherwell. See if you just go on your Twitter, at TA Pundits, you'll see, you, you'll see it as it was one of our pinned tweets, and um, a lot of people get a wee chuckle and a wee bit of flashback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was an absolute stinker of a haircut, but Aye. back in the day, he looked like, did you see the picture of him with Hamden, with red streaking his hair, he's there, and a big pair of flary trousers, a shirt and a tie. No. Trainers, he looked like a member of Busted. So <laughs> <laughs> honest to God, he looked like something else. Wasted. <laughs> That's the honest to God what he looked like. <laughs> uh, who have you went for next? Oh, mate, Alfredo Morelos has to make it on here. He's like, sliding off his hair, off his head. Aye, it's like aye. he couldn't decide between two barbers, so he just got both <laughs> hairstyles, <laughs> you know that? what I mean? Aye. So I've went with him, he has to be in there. There's a few Rangers players in here, but aye, I'll go with him first. I've went next with Matthias Pogba for the half-eaten Malteser look. <laughs> <laughs> the half-blonde, half-brown hair. It's never looked good. Many players have tried it, and it takes after his big brother Paul in the stupid hair department. Aye, I, I see that game he went to. went to the Manchester Derby many, many years ago. And just to sum up, kind of tin-pot English football, Paul Pogba, obviously playing against Man United in the Manchester Derby, had dyed, Manchester he, City. Aye, he aye. dyed his hair blue. <laughs> light blue aye, aye. For, for playing against Manchester City aye, so taking after his brother's quite well there uh, next who have you went for I've went with somebody actually sent this in so at TA Pundits if you want to get your suggestions in guy at Peter under slash Tomlinson had said Rudy Vata Rudy Vata Rudy Vata do you remember that I, one I, I, do you know what I don't actually remember see the one that was on the, the Twitter I've seen the boys tweet aye, aye, the, the it, was mullet. Him, aye it was an absolute winner aye. went under the radar for me in my search so I couldn't find him but I um, know I can shout for the guy. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so cheers for to Peter for sending that one in. Um, next, I've got Mo Bangura when he was at Celtic. That oh, kind of even made it into FIFA. Strange one. It was like I can't even describe it. It looked like something at the Fall Guys. That kind of damn mohawk guy. Your Fall Guys in the heat, man. <laughs> Mate, to be fair, it's a class game. Yeah, it is. It's addicting. Uh, next wave you went with? Addictive. Addictive, addictive. Either one, mate. Aye, addicting. <laughs> <laughs> the next one I've went with, kind of similar to Mumbai and Gura, where they belong tips, Paul Gascoigne. Paul Gascoigne, oh, I stinker back in the day, aye. It was, aye. Well, nowadays it was probably quite cool back then, but I went with Paul Gascoigne. Aye. 
Um, my last one, I'll let you take the last two on this, Hammy. I have went with Callum Higginbotham, a player that I've quite liked for a while. Uh, I remember him scoring an absolute screamer, I mean a screamer, an overhead kick for Motherwell against Hibs. I always remember him when he was at Partick Thistle as well, just one of those players that was tricky, but seems to be whatever team he's at, the fans don't like him because he's just a bit of a... Well, when you're at school, you'd call him a ball hog. Aye. Um, but his outstanding effort with his hair at Dunfermline Athletic with a blonde mohawk... He just looked a bit old for it. He kind of put me in mind of Raul Morelis. Oh, the boy that was at Liverpool and Chelsea? Aye. Aye. Oh, it was a stinker. So, So, last two, who have you got? Let's hear them. Right, another Rangers man, current Ryan Kent. He's friendly against Leon. He can't go unmentioned. The double ponytail. Aye, actually kind of, right, obviously I've got him in this list, but very controversial. I can see what he's trying to do there. I can't. I've not no. a clue. It looks like, like the Castori something over upside down. Aye, like something out of Lord of the Rings or something. No. <laughs> Just like, a you strange know? look. Right, aye. okay. We'll go, we'll go with Ryan Kent. Right. My last, one. my last one is another current player that I watched. It's the kind of epitomises the modern footballer. Uh-huh. Uh, Ryan Hedges. Is that him with the headband? Aye, oh, so he came, he came on against Rangers opening game in the season for Rangers versus... Aberdeen, he came on Aberdeen. as a sub, and I think the commentator was even that, like, by modern footballer, the commentator even mentioned that he's basically, he's got short hair, it's a, it's blonde, slick dyed back. blonde, slick back, and he's got, there's absolutely no need for it, but he's got a headband, so he's he's in at number 11. He looks like a woman at Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, aye. Right, so moving on, what's the next topic? Uh, I think we've got Scottish football media next. This will be a recurring topic every week. Uh, just talking about the main talking points of the Scottish media. Um, I think this week the the biggest Scottish talking point we're going to have is obviously Ollie McBurney withdrawing once again from the Scotland the squad. The pattern merchant on Twitter, Ollie McBurney. What do you think about Ollie McBurney? What's your opinion? Uh, it's such a, a tough one. Uh, obviously, he's a £20 million striker. Uh-huh. Yep. Nine starts for Scotland. He's just never really done it for Scotland, has he? It's just different. It's like a different style of play for what Steve Clark seems to like. Aye. Yeah. So nine starts for the national team, zero goals. Despite when you look at what he's done with Sheffield United, I think he had a very good season. The season before, getting twenty-four goals with Swansea in the Championship. Clarks came out publicly and said that he's got no issues with the withdrawal. Uh, Ollie McBurney. Mm-hmm. Yep. And. Is he lacking commitment or does he deserve another chance? Well, he did say that he was unfit and he's played friendlies. I mean, there is a difference between a friendly and playing for your national team. Yep. Um, as Steve Clark rightly said, uh, I think Ollie McBurney, he always, no matter what he does, the Scotland fans, are go- he's going to fall critic to them. When he plays, he gets called a waste of space, a waste of jersey, and it's possibly because he's not scored in his nine games. Um, but the Scotland fans just don't really seem to like him. Whatever it is, I think he'd need to do something spectacular to get the Scotland fans' confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's pulled out unfit. Um, I've, I have no issues with him. I don't think he's a particular... I don't think he has a particular love for Scotland, so I don't see the issue with him not being there. Right, that's fair enough, but it's not the first time he's done it. It's not the first time he's done it, no. October last year, McBurney pulled out again for the Scotland squad for the Euro qualifiers against Russia and San Marino, but yeah. he also cl- pl- uh, played. he also played with... Sheffield United at either side of that double header, so it's not the first time that he's done it. So, how many chances do you give him? Yeah, well, I suppose then you look at the opposite side of the spectrum as well. If you look at the Scotland captain now, Andrew Robertson, 
he had a similar issue when he pulled out. You're still better with him. I, honestly, I don't know why. I'd like, I, I don't know why I've got this opinion, Andy Robertson. It's not all right for Just him. Just to give right you a wee bit of insight of what Leicester's feelings are with Andy Robertson. Any time you mention Andy Robertson's Certif. name, despite aye, he calls Certif. him Certif every single time because he pulled out of the Kazakhstan game with two years ago or whatever. I, I can't remember. I think it was either last year. The one we get three 0 Aye. Aye. So just to give you a wee background. But then on again, that. that relative, but he played either side of that with Liverpool. He was out for a few days with dental issues. Mm-hmm. Like so that's I'm just saying, like everyone seems to think it's all right for Andy Robertson to do the same thing as Ollie Burnley, but Ollie Burnley gets a stick for it. I, I I have seen a lot of people saying that to be fair. Then you look at the other side of the strike force that Scotland have at their disposal now. If it's no Ollie McBurney, then you've got Lyndon Dykes, guys born in Australia, and he's kinda managed to create a bit of a positive energy among the fans with Scotland. He says the other day that he wants to become a Scotland great. So one half yep. you've got Ollie McBurney who's pulled out, not for the first time, and the other half you're like, well, get Guy Lyndon Dykes his chance. Give this guy wants I... to play, this guy is this, that and the next oh, thing. Oh, Clyde Nowden, right? that's the highest his confidence will be for a while. We just get a move to Livingston down south for, was it £2 million I think I've seen the number floating about? Yeah. A yeah. lot, a lot of money. So he'll be on, that'll be him. He'll be full of confidence and I'll give him a shot out there and see yep. what he can do. Uh, a guy that's tweeted in, just want your views on this, Lester. Uh-huh. He tweeted in at TA Pundits. Don't forget, you can tweet in with anything you want and we can even bring it to the show. He's tweeted in at Muth85 saying McBurney shouldn't be allowed near a Scotland team ever again. He can ram his apology. He slagged us off months ago and then binned us to play with Sheffield United. The boy is a joke. Do you think that's harsh? I can see where he's coming from. I can I can see that he's obviously annoyed at McBurney pulling out the Scotland squad. I mean, can you imagine getting to play for Scotland? I mean, it's every boy in this country's dream has grown up and playing for your country. Aye. And when you get the chance to pull out it's, it just seems a bit strange. Um, you don't like though the age old saying you don't give up on your country. You let your country give up on you. Um, but then I mean, there's other players like Kearney at Fulham, just doesn't make himself available for selection. He yep. never ever does, but yet he doesn't come on the stick. Yeah, I think it's strange that these boys seem to just say they never want to play for Scotland ever and avoid all criticism. But boys that pull out because they're un- they're unfit or they're injured, they face criticism. It's just strange. It's um, weird because McBurney the other day. I know that. I mean, Steve Clark's came out and said this is sell. There's a difference between playing in a friendly, a pre-season friendly and an international double header. Yeah. But he did play the other day with Sheffield United in a pre-season friendly. Uh-huh. So, but I'll just give you a wee insight. So basically, obviously a lot of fans have been kicking off with Ollie McBurnley and stuff like that. So he's came out publicly on Twitter and this is a quote from what he said nobody is more frustrated than me to withdraw from the Scotland squad for this double header I know both my club and international managers have explained the situation but I feel it's important to I do too the reality is I haven't been able to train at all for the last two weeks due to a cut in my foot that's became infected he then goes on to say that he's willing to go on and do his best for Scotland and he's hoping to see us all soon then Steve Clark came out in the media and says, people have to remember there's a world of difference between getting some minutes in a pre-season friendly and an international doubleheader. Well, I think Steve Clark summed it up perfectly there. Yeah. There is levels of commitment and if you're already out injured, the last thing you want to do is aggravate that injury in a fiercely competitive game in the Nations League. The pre-season friendly is going to be somewhat different. Aye, I totally agree. 
So is that everyone kind of covered for that? I think I'm happy with that. Um, honestly, uh, as, as, as we again, guys, get at us on Twitter at TA Pundits and let us know your opinions. The more the better, it just means we've got more folk to converse with and get their opinions floating about. Mm-hmm. Um, now this next segment uh, is the end of episode exam. This will be at the end of every episode. It will be a question made by either myself or Hammy um, relating to Scottish football. Basically, imagine, right? Imagine there was this big super-duper radio show where they'd done something along the lines of the end of the episode exam. They could have been calling it the full-time teaser. They could be something calling along it that aye, something along the lines. So it's very, very similar to that. But we've went to end the episode exam. So it's very similar to maybe if you've heard it elsewhere, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I believe you've done one this week, have you? I have done, yes. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear your question. Right, okay. So just to kind of wrap up the show, I'm going to give you the end of the episode exam. Please tweet in your answers and we'll reveal them in next That's week's... at TA Pundits. Just at TA Pundits. At TA Pundits. Make sure you get that in. But aye, we'll go and we'll reveal it all next week. So the end of the episode exam. So it's in light of the Scotland game, or the Scotland games, doubleheader against Israel and Czech Republic. Yep. Since 1993, there have been eight players to captain Scotland on only one occasion. All right. So just to, I'll allow you to try and get one, right? So is right, it, okay. So there's eight. Leicester is going to attempt to try and get one, and then, or two, if you can be bored, and then you just get the rest and tweet us at TA Pundit. So just getting that in again. There's players that have captained the national team, but only once. Aye. Right, okay. Um, try to think of players of that kind of nature that are captain, but would have been overshadowed by somebody else. Uh, is Robert Snodgrass one? No. No. Um, think, kind of. What about Paul Hartley? That, Paul, Paul Hartley's a shoot. It's not one, not but Paul think Hartley. that kind of exact era, that oh, team, and he transferred to another team, and I basically gave you Oh, Stephen Presley. Stephen Presley. Stephen Presley, Captain Scotland, aye. He did that. Just on one one ac- on the one occasion. <laughs> point, aye. So, Stephen Presley has one. Right, so, we'll leave it at that, right? So, there's now seven players because <laughs> Leicester's got one. So, tweet us at TA Pundits and we can reveal the answers. Whoever wins it, whoever gets it first, I'll get a shout out on next week's show. Sadly, that is all we have time for this week, folks. If you could tell your friends, family about the podcast, that'd be absolutely brilliant. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter at TA Pundits, that would be fantastic. Thank you and good evening. <laughs>